Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ripple Twine Podcast. I am your host, Brendan Summerman. Tonight's episode is going to be a little bit more delving into the camp situation and training camp starting on Thursday. There's a lot to talk about in the Flyers country. At the moment, there is a lot more concern than hope as the Flyers announced today that Sean Couture, after yesterday, that Sean Couture will miss the start of the season with the team after having a herniated disc. Uh, the team is saying it's week-to-week uh, delegation for injury, but according to sources and reports from other outlets, the Flyers are hopeful on the backside that Sean Couture can return in six to eight weeks. Uh Anthony Sanfilippo of Crossing Broad first broke news yesterday afternoon before Dilly Faceoff's Frank Cervelli reiterated the news saying that it will be at least six to eight weeks for Sean Couturier, and if not healed after six to eight weeks, he will have to have surgery. Now, Sean Couturier is, of course, out for training camp, but that does not mean there's more into the Flyers training camp. The Flyers will experience a new training camp this year under head coach John Tortorello, and it'll be an interesting concept of scrimmages, practice, and off-ice workouts. Now, John Tortorello was on the record for saying over the past few weeks that he believes there's more to issues to the Flyers on the ice before they can even get on the ice. And he believes that they need to work on their stuff off the ice before they can even get on the ice. And that's a big testament to what especially we've come to know for this Flyers team uh, as one of the big things that has been nationally known is that the team has some issues off the ice and in the locker room. John Torello is clearly focusing on that and taking the accountability strain for that very seriously before the Flyers even step on the ice on Thursday. Now, before we get into the schedule on Thursday, here is the list of players that are necessarily competing for jobs there's 70 there's going to be 71 players in camp however these players on the screen right here are going to be the main guys competing for those positions as you can see we listed it out between centers wings and then defensemen the flyers centers are of course kevin hayes morgan frost patrick brown scott lawton tana lozinski jackson case and cam triad artemanisov then you get into forwards, Travis Konechny, Cam Atkinson, Joel Farabee, who will participate in camp after recovering from offseason neck surgery. Joel Farabee was supposed to have missed three to five months back in June, but he has made an incredible recovery and quickly recovered and should be available for the start of the season. Then you get into James Van Riemsdyk, Owen Tibbet. And that's pretty much the veterans that will pretty much be competing and pretty much are locks for this team. Now, when you get into the prospects errors, Tyson Forrester, uh, Bobby Brink, Wade Allison, Noah Cates, Hayden Hodson, they all five of those have a good chance to compete for a good spot, at least one spot on the lineup. Then you get into uh, the more grittier flyers that the flyers have really focused on attaining to this season and playing a harder style to play against Zach McEwen, Nick Delorier, and Antoine Rizal, who's also on a PTO. Now, Nick Delorier was one of those guys where I don't think it was more of a signing that the Flyers just went all above and beyond, overspent, gave him way too much. It was more in the lines of they basically, um, he's one of the most feared fighters in the league. And anybody that 
you know, is going to go against them on a daily and a nightly basis knows that Deloria is going to be in the lineup. And that's the thing about it. That was one of the main points uh, that they brought him in. Then you bring into the defense core. Uh, the defense core is pretty much already set. Ivan Proveroff and Tony D'Angelo will be your first pair of defensemen. Travis Sanheim and Rasmus Ristolainen will be your second pair of defensemen. And Cam York and Justin Braun will more than likely be your third time. And then you get into Igor Zamol, who has a chance. And then Ronnie Adder, who also has a chance. But the main point is that when you look at it, the point that they have here is the Flyers have a lot of good camp battles that will happen. And here's the point about that. The Flyers are going into this camp with very open arms, very open mindsets. And the main thing that John Torello has said to that is that they do not have, first of all, a captain. John Torello said he's not going to be naming a captain before camp starts. But also this group is starting a fresh start with this coaching staff. And when you look at it, there's plenty of names in there that could take a veteran spot, but also could also fall to a veteran that is on on a contract and on a uh, tryout or also somebody that is on a uh, on a regular deal that may need some more time in the AHL. So there's plenty of opportunity here for not just somebody that is young to jump up into the roster, but also those younger guys to possibly take a step backwards if they get beaten out by somebody and i think it's really set up perfectly that you know the flyers have a good mix of veterans and young guys but as you can see on the screen especially with the absence of sean couturier and ryan ellis on defense the flyers really lack high-end talent and talent it's pretty much anywhere you cannot find in this lineup and the main point about that is that when you look at the top there with Kevin Hayes, Morgan Frost, and Patrick Brown, the Flyers really don't have a lineup down the middle. Sean Couturier and Kevin Hayes were going to be their number one and number two center. Then after that, Morgan Frost would have been a very good third line center and Patrick Brown would have rounded out the nice fourth line center. However, now with Sean Couturier's absence, they don't really have another center capable of playing top line minutes. Scott Lawton, yes, can play center, but the Flyers do like him better on the wing, which when you get into it is the same exact situation with Claude Giroux when Claude Giroux was moving from wing to center and always could go back to center whenever they need him. Scott Lawton could do the same exact thing. However, they really like him on the wing because he brings a little bit more tenacity on the wing. But could Scott Lawton be your second line center this year? That's a very highly likely outcome to the situation where Kevin Hayes and Scott Lowe will be your number one and number two center, and then Morgan Frost and Patrick Brown will still be in their realms. But that does not stop somebody from like Artem and Misioff, who was on a PTO with the Flyers, but according to sources that have later confirmed now via the Flyers uh, management side that he was signed before Sean Couturier got hurt. So there was no real connection there of the reason why they brought him in. Could he possibly take a spot away uh, in the lineup? You know, he's he's a bigger guy. He played in the KHL last year. Um, he had some good numbers in the KHL last year. So he still has some game in him. And he also, one big thing about Nismoff is, is he played three years in New York under John Totorello. So there's a familiarity there with the head coach already. But that's hearsay. 
And at the moment now, there's not really any definite answers until we hit the ice, probably on Thursday uh, with those first groups. But we can't really take anything from those groups because John Torrell has already came out and said that they will be rotating groups every single day. So there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching throughout the first three days of camp on Thursday, Friday, and on Sunday. The Flyers play on Saturday night. That's why there's no training camp on Sunday. So when you really get into it and you really start to realm around it, the where and how this is all going to come together is that training camp. It's going to be 71 players of training camp split into four groups, and they're going to be on the ice every single day, basically. All four groups will be on the ice at a certain period of time. And this year, it's a little bit different than normal Flyers camps where it was split into two groups, where one group was on in the morning and one group was on in the afternoon. This year, on Thursday, it'll be a little bit different. Every group is just going to be on for about 45 minutes just to get their legs under. More than likely, it'll just be a hard skate from John Torello and those groups working on basic things that he wants to see. But on Friday, this is where everything changes from a normal Flyers training camp. The Flyers will be on two split groups. Group A and Group D will go first on Friday, and then Group B and Group C will go second. Both of those groupings will be under the same protocol. They'll both start with a 45-minute scrimmage. Then they will both break. One will go to an off-ice workout. The other one will go on the ice and work, do their work for the day. Then halfway through the session, about I think it's an hour of right around an hour, they will flip-flop that the group on the ice will go off the ice and do an off-ice workout. And then the group on the off-ice will come onto the ice. So it's a little bit different than normal Flyers things, but... The main point about it is the one thing that's really stuck out to a lot of people at the start already is that the Flyers have really focused on getting everybody in camp. And one of the main things is we talked to Ronnie Hour last week, they were so excited that everybody got here so early that they all have been biting at the bit, doing workout drills, doing hard workout drills, doing scrimmages by themselves, that they've all been waiting to get this started. And I think the one important thing about this is scrimmages, because that's one thing that Flyers really never did, even back to Ron, not in, in, in to Dave Hecht's all uh, back in that era where they didn't even do scrimmages back then either. Elaine Vigneault had one or two mixed in, but John Tortorello is going to scrimmage every single day every single player that is in the flyers training camp will be part of a scrimmage every single day which is kind of something that gets the blood flowing gets the juices going gets you in that mindset that you're playing hockey now it's going to be interesting to see especially of how hard some guys go and especially how hard you know some of the guys that are fighting for battles are going to go in those things because like Ronnie Howard said last week you can only go so hard against your own guys you know that you are going to be with them every day and you don't want to hurt anybody you don't want to get too serious with them but it's also you know some of these guys are fighting for real jobs here and that's where one thing I think that you're going to see a lot of more physicality you're going to see a lot of more uh anxiety and different types of anger and different types of energy levels that are going to be showcased by different flyers. And I think that's one thing that you can see already happening, especially with the rookie camp. The rookie camp was very fast paced. It was very moving. It was always, they were always on the move. There was not hardly ever downtime. And I think the one thing that flyers are really starting to focus on is that the team energy and the team focus of being able to play a full 60 minutes no matter where you are no matter what night you're in no matter if you're playing on a back-to-back or three days rest that the team is going to be energized and ready on a nightly basis and i think that's one thing that john torello is really hammering home and it's really making a difference now when you get into that 
position, there's a lot of different things that are going to be problems when you get into camp, you know, injuries, as we can see from Sean Couture already. But there's also going to be a lot of room for opportunity. And those rooms for opportunity are a couple different battles that will be happening through Flyers training camp. The main battle that before what happened with Sean Couture was going to be the third pair right-hand defenseman. Justin Braun was signed, um, brought back after being traded at the deadline last year. And I think that was a good move by the Flyers, especially because Justin really liked his time here. You know, he's one of those guys when he gets in one place, he doesn't really like to leave. And, you know, it was hard for him to leave last year, especially going to the Rangers where there was no clear opportunity and he was more of a depth guy. But it's a good thing for him to come back because he knows the room. He knows the guy he's going to be playing against. And the funny thing about all this is, is if you remember back to last season, Justin Braun was supposed to play with Cam York in this lineup. Then the Flyers at the last second signed Keith Yandel, and that's where it all changed. Then Ryan Ellis got hurt. Then it all moved even more where, you know, Justin Braun got tasked at 35 years old playing top line minutes where he did kind of better here than he did in New York. Um, but he's, he's, he's 35 and his body can't really hold up to those minutes. However, when you start to look at the different aspects of what's going on in the locker room, you know, you're going to have a, you're going to have a young pair up top. You're going to have Ivan Perveroff and Tony DeLangelo who are up top. Now that's, that's a pairing that is could have a lot of success, but it also could struggle a lot too, because both guys like to move the puck. Both guys love to join the rush and both guys, um, will have to have a safety blanket for themselves and they're going to have to know when the when's one's going one's not and that could cause a little bit of tension at the beginning but it could work down the line and this goes back to when you look at it last year when Tony D'Angelo was in Carolina Tony D'Angelo was with Jacob Slavin in Carolina and Jacob Slavin is probably one of the best two-way defensemen in the NHL right now and when he goes now to play with Ivan Provorov, he has to take those teachings that he got last year from Jacob Slavin and hopefully help Ivan convert into that same thing. Because if he can have the same success that he had with Slavin last year, the Flyers actually did have a a pretty good acquisition in Tony D'Angelo. Now, yes, there's a lot of baggage that comes with Tony D'Angelo. But when you have a high caliber player like that, that his owned up to his mistakes, he's trying to fix his mistakes, and he's trying to own up to his past, that's one thing that you have to give somebody a chance for. You know, it's not a situation of, you know, he's not somebody that is, you know, full board, always going to say that. No, he's already apologized. He's came out and accepted it. He knows he did something wrong, and he's trying to better himself for it by learning. And that's the one thing where the Flyers are helping him with that is because especially with the the feature they did on him last week, you could sense that, you know, this is some place that he actually wanted to come because he's from South Jersey, because he grew up a Flyers fan, and because he knows a lot of the guys here and he wanted to come help this team. Now, when you get into it even there, then you get into another defense pair that showed promise last year, but struggled mightily over the latter part of the season. And that was Travis Sanheim and everybody's favorite $25 million contract. Rasmus Ristolainen. And when you do that, that's the part about it that really homes at home that the Flyers have a lot of pairings right now on defense that do not really mesh well if they're going bad. So if the Flyers are pl defense is playing bad and just and Tony D'Angelo and Ivan Perov are having a bad game and Travis Sandheim and Rasmus Ristolainen are having an equally bad game, the Flyers are not going to have any success at all with those pairings. And that could lead to a little bit of an adjustment period where they can 
flip-flop them, mix and match, have a little bit of a period where they're flipping in in between in periods in the game. And that's where you can see, and especially when you look back in years past when Alain Yo used to take Travis Sanheim in the second period because he had a little bit of more juice uh, because of his body and his stamina, he was more of the guy that was being double-shifted over Ivan Provorov in the second period because of the long change. So when you really start to look at it, the key part to this battle of the third-pair defenseman is that this guy isn't going to be like a normal third-pair defenseman. He's going to have to play a good 15 to 16 minutes a night. And that's where I think Justin Braun fits perfectly because he also helps your penalty kill. He also helps veteran leadership. And he's also already been in the room and he knows that room. And he's also been part of a, you know, he's not, he's not going to be part of that old leadership group that he was following. He can be part of the new leadership group that's here. The next camp battle that'll be really important is the bottom six. And when you look at the bottom six aspect of what's going on is that there's plenty of opportunity now for somebody that was not on the radar to make the roster to make the roster in the bottom six and whether that is a guy named uh, like Tyson Forrester a guy like Bobby Brink who was possibly going to the AHL or even somebody like Camp Invite Antoine Roussel or another guy even like Arten Amisimov to play center down there that you can have so many different options now because of an injury to Sean Couturier because now that elevates everybody and it makes another spot for somebody else that wasn't going to be there so when you really look at it this bottom six kind of camp battle is really from the second line down because you can put anybody anywhere. Like say Morgan Frost doesn't play center and they put a Mesum off there and Morgan Frost plays the wing on the second line with somebody say like Scott Lawton or Kevin Hayes. And then you start to look at the options. So they have plenty of options for people to play up in the lineup. But it also opens up a bottom six role that is now a very key camp battle because of the injury to Sean Couturier. Now, everybody can know, we'll talk about this in a second, the center position is going to be another big battle, of course, because of now the Sean Couturier injury. But the last camp battle that is going to be is going to be the backup goaltender position. And I talked about this on Twitter a little bit um, when the rosters came out on yesterday was that the Flyers did an interesting little thing when they invited their PTOs. They invited three goalies, of course, Meyer, who was with the rookie camp, but they invited Tyler Wall and Pat Nagel, who was with the Phantoms last year on PTOs. Now, I can understand the wall movement because wall was split time last year between ECHL and ACHL as a younger guy. And that can fit very well with the ECHL and AHL being if they need a goalie at the AHL level. But when you have Troy Grosnick and Felix Sandstrom competing for the backup job in the NHL, and then the other one essentially going to be with Samuel Harrison and Lehigh Valley, the Pat Nagel addition doesn't really fit for me. And especially because when you look at it, the Flyers went through two seasons now at the AHL level, having three goalies down there and it has not really panned out. And yes, injuries have happened. And you know, a lot of the guys, Felix Sandstrom and then Harrison last year missed almost a whole entire season, but it's also in the lines that these guys need to play down there where they're down there. And you know, if you get three, if you carry three goalies down there, that's kind of hard for them to play down there. Now, yes, Pat Nagel started at the ACHL level, but he really performed well when he was at the age alone. That's really why he stuck there. It really got him to the Olympics basically last season. So when you look at it, there's going to be a lot of 
interesting aspects to look at, especially being do the Flyers go young um, with Felix Sandstrom, who performed pretty well in his three starts last year, uh, especially his NHL debut where he basically stood on his head and stole the point in Anaheim for Flyers. But it's also the point that you could go for a more veteran guy in Troy Gerson, who's been, he's played in the NHL before, uh, but also he's been a career minor leaguer, which is something that, you know, really hurts the Flyers is that, you know, if an injury to the goalie position happens, heaven forbid, there isn't really a clear line in sight to who an NHL caliber goalie is on this team. And that's something that is going to be even more disconcerting if a injury does happen to Hart or an injury does happen to Felix Antrim or an injury happened to Troy Gersting. They're going to be really thin there. They actually might have to make a move. And I think that's why they brought Pat Nagel just in case to have another body just to keep guys, you know, loose in motion that they don't have to force stuff during training camp, but also have that extra body. So the last camp battle that is really important is the center position. And when you look at the center position at the moment, here are the centers that are on the Flyers roster. And the Flyers roster is consisted basically of guys that they were relying on to take another step, but also get healthy. And I don't know if you can remember back to last season in the closing interviews, GM Chuck Fletcher really homed in on the Flyers banking on Sean Couturier and Kevin Hayes being healthy and leading this team this year. Well, now half of that, 50% of that tandem is gone. More than likely for the first three months of the season, but probably even longer than that because if he does have to have surgery. Then when you look at there's no real other guy on this list that can play NHL caliber second line minutes. And when you can see that, I was talking about this today on Twitter, that you're you're not really, you can't embarrass yourself already more than you already have. And the thing about that is that Sean Couturier has an NHL body. He's six foot four, 200 pounds. When he plays first line minutes against the NHL's best, he competes hard. He's not getting pushed around and he uses his body well enough that, you know, that's what makes him one of the best two-way centers in the league. When you go to Morgan Frost now, tasked with making those same exact moves, same exact adjustments, same exact body movements, same exact everything at 5'11", 180, that's a big difference. And that's a big, you know, nightmare matchup for the Flyers because you cannot be tasked with Kevin Hayes going out there on every single night, going against every single best line, every single best teens players by himself with no center health behind him. I mean, Kevin Hayes can only play so much and not to mention Kevin Hayes is coming off an injury that basically took almost two and a half years to figure out and finally get healthy. So when you really look at it, you know, you cannot allow yourself to go into the season with basically Kevin Hayes as your one on only center because of that factor. Because if you lose Kevin Hayes, then you're in real trouble. Then you're in the situation where Scott Lawton will, who you'll be more than likely to 